Welcome to the 72nd edition of the Pro Wrestling Zone. I am Tiger Height. I, I don't know why he did that. <laughs> when he has not been the champion <laughs> since October of last year. But you have not been the champion since like December of last year because uh, uh, of male vacancy. Per- yes, because MPU and myself, we tied because Peanut Gallery is a gigantic loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. Anyway, Peanut Gallery uh, news. So the big one, let's just get it out of the way. Um, NB- NBC. Okay. So NBC is going to be dropping the NBC Sports Network at yes. the end of 2021. Uh-huh. The problem with this is that um, sports like NASCAR, women's basketball, that kind of stuff was on this channel. Right. And with that gone, it's going to go to possibly the USA Network. Right. Now, people are like, well, why are you talking about this? This might affect WWE programming because there's right. no direct competition especially, with any. Especially um, NXT, which usually hockey is on Wednesdays. Right. And so NXT may have to find a new night, which would then end the Wednesday Night Wars. Right. Or they can start it earlier. Maybe they'll say, WWE, can you please pre-tape or something else uh, before that? They're uh, not going to pre-tape. That's going to affect the TV schedule. That's what we care right. about. Right. So, I mean, Raw's, Raw, and also Raw's ratings are so totally in the right. shitter right now. What are they going to do with that? Right. So, I mean, it is very significant in a lot of yeah, ways. They could boot off Raw from the USA if right. given the opportunity. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, it's just a really scary time right now for WWE. Luckily, they have the end until 2021. Right. So, there's plenty of time to possibly, if they really want to, do maybe a different contract negotiation. Right. Or something, right. because this is a big difference yep. that might affect them. Anyway, Absolutely. the origins of the AEW and Impact Wrestling relationship came from Kenny Omega. Yeah. That's why he is very significant in this. Right, because, because he pitched it to Tony Khan. Right, he pitched it to Tony Khan because he knew that he Don Callis would be all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tony Khan said it was a great idea. So, right. um, people, if you're really liking this AEW and Impact Wrestling relationship, thank Kenny Omega for it. Right, and uh, there were rumors that Tony Khan is possibly buying Impact Wrestling. Um, that is not in his plans. So he right. Said, no, he is not planning on buying Impact Wrestling, but that could always change. Absolutely, it can always change. So... Um, Matt Hardy was in a car accident um, the night that he was in Impact. Luckily, um, he was rubbernecking, slowed down, and another car basically slammed into the back of his. Ah. Um, He's fine. No actual injuries, but kind of an idiot. So do not rubberneck looking at a car accident. I don't understand people's fascinations with it. Right. Um, But yes, uh, this was something that kind of trended a little bit. So I'm like, he's fine. He's not going to miss any TV time. He's fine. No kids in the car either. Right, that's good. Or pregnant uh, Rebby Sky. Right. So, great. Uh, this uh, Taya Valkyrie is done with Impact Wrestling. Yes. Right now. She let her contract expire. Mm-hmm. We have no idea where she is going, but there is no um, contract anything right. as a part of that. So, we could you know, see are, her. There are some rumors going around. That she could be entering the Royal Rumble. Yep, because that's um, coming up soon. It, next weekend so <laughs> yes it's coming up very soon and that would be a huge topic getter to get right. Ty valkyrie and also john morrison her husband is there right so it'd be it would be a great thing for that women's division most certainly right. it would be a big hole that was filled but you know there's also a few other places that she could go oh yeah including aew but i i think they really need her more than wwe i'll be honest right. with you oh absolutely. you really you really need that big star right and especially with her relationship with triple a i yes. feel like that would be probably a better idea because she is still Rhea de reina's champion right and she'd have to vacate that if she went to wwe unless they worked out something right if they if they vacated it, I'm going to be under the assumption that Taya Valkyrie is going to WWE. Yeah, that, that pretty much is kind of what I'm thinking as well. Right. Uh, so I want to talk about two stories from the MMA world. Usually okay. we don't cover them, but these are two big names. Um, Conor McGregor being knocked out uh-huh. last night. 
uh, which was crazy. Yeah. Um, but now people have been cutting Conor McGregor out and basically doing the Bernie Sanders meme with McGregor because he looked like he was like sleeping. <laughs> so um, I've been seeing that going around and people are like combining them together. Right. So it's, it's actually really funny. Um, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And then uh, Fedor Emelianenko, a name that Peanut Gallery has never heard in his nope. entire existence. So Fedor is basically like he was the man in Japanese MMA. Ah. Um, he was he, he was you know the, a Russian bear. He was basically right. Khabib uh, Nurmagomedov before Khabib even existed. Ah, um, but he is hospitalized with COVID nineteen. Uh-huh. Uh, the status of his condition, I have not seen anything different. And I guess this is just for um, precautionary measures yes. because he did have some pre-existing conditions. Absolutely. So, obviously, not a big deal. Right. Um, WWE did sign three very top a- um, free agents, mm-hmm. and they are for the women's, um, the women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Yes. So, Priscilla Kelly. Okay. Um, she was actually married to Darby Allen for a time. Uh-huh. Um, she is now Gigi Dol- um, Dolan. Okay. Um, um, Elena Black, who now wrestles as Cora Jade, they're a tag team in the uh, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Right. And then Lacey Ryan, now known as Zoe Stark. So uh, congratulations to all of them for uh-huh. signing with a company that's going to rip away all of their rights and privileges of being independent contractors. Yeah. But that is here nor there. <laughs> um, I don't think I missed anything. Not that I know of. You know, it was it, it was a really slow news week this week. Um, well, I mean, not in general, but you know, obviously right. in the wrestling world, in, not in, a lot's been going on. In the wrestling world, sometimes you you have to like check it every day because there's so much going on. Right. Um, but then there are days where you don't even have to worry about right. it. Right. Uh, so when we come back. We're going to be um, going into Bibble Study, and we're yes. going to be talking about, I didn't think I was going to do this, uh, John Bradshaw Layfield. Yes, we are. Okay. We're going to talk about the wrestling god. Okay. <laughs> and we are back. Peanut Gallery. Why are we talking about JBL as a part of religion? Well, here's the thing, <laughs> is that last week, it inspired me because we were talking about Koto Ibushi. We were talking about wrestling God with Koto Ibushi. Right, in the context of right. God and their culture. And so what I want to talk about is I actually want to talk about JBL as a person and how he can actually, in, in some way, kind of define himself as a wrestling God in, in some context. Right. And here's, we are we are not a cult. We do not worship the ground that JBL walks on. But I find it really interesting because I might actually do a little mini series on this, and I call them sleeper title reigns. And the reason I call them sleeper reigns is because uh, during that point in time, JBL was not really seen as a main eventer. So what happened leading up to his eventual, and we're talking about his WWE championship run that lasted between Eddie Guerrero and John Cena, um, he wasn't really seen as a main eventer. He was um, really kind of that mid-carter or tag team wrestler, whether he was part of the Acolytes, the APA, the Bruisers, you know, any of those tag teams. Um, the only time before before his WWE title reign that he had any sort of singles runs was when his tag team partner was out of action, whether it was Farouk with his arm injury or I think another one of his partners also had an right. injury. Well, the, the big one, the big one was is, it was Farouk injured. Is that why he yes. left? Well, I, I know no, he no, was older. No, it wasn't because he left. It wasn't the reason why he retired. It was that was a later one, but that was the time when uh, Bradshaw won the European Championship. Oh, okay. Because Farouk was injured, right? At and the then time. he had he had that hardcore title right. run, and yeah, okay, yeah. So, um, really, when uh, when JBL ascended into the main event scene, he was a lower mid carder. He just got off. It was it was just after Farouk's actual retirement, right? And so. What was interesting to me, and it seems like overnight Bradshaw had transformed himself from this Texan who was like 
you know, kind of that bruiser, kind of tough guy, right. kind of persona that he had to the Wall Street executive that brought him into the main event right. scene. And, and he was there because he had that big um, Fox partnership right. where he talked about his financial gains and the stocks because he's actually a very good trader. He's, right. He also released that book that really like shot up to number one on yeah. New York Times bestseller too. But but I guess the point that I'm trying to, to bring across is I want to talk about this WWE title reign because really – you know, you can see a lot of a lot of similarities to how how wrestlers really help prop up the the um, title reigns or or the the magnificence of other wrestlers. So we talk about Eddie Guerrero, and right. we talk about Eddie Guerrero and and. Um, John Bradshaw Layfield now in his new persona, that rivalry that led to him eventually winning the WWE Championship. Right. And he took upon himself this arrogant persona. Now, the actual Wrestling God promo that he pulled was not until the end of his reign when John Bradshaw Layfield was largely responsible for the rise of another superstar that we all know and love, right. John Cena. So... You know, when, when we're looking at the reign of John Bradshaw Layfield as WWE Championship, you you begin to understand that as a wrestler, he wasn't really main event material. He had a right. good clothesline. He had some good moves. But in the ring, when he was paired up with the likes of Booker T or Undertaker, um, Undertaker or Mark Henry, or whoever he was feuding with at the time. Chris Benoit. Right. He, he, Big show even yeah. at the time. And he, he never had those skills that really made him a marquee kind of main eventer. Right. But what really, what really made him a good main eventer was his persona and his promos. He actually cut a number of really good promos, and that's what elevated him to that main event status. Right. And then he also was that, and, and, and he took those weaknesses that he had as a wrestler and really turned himself into a little bit of a chicken shit heel. Right. And um, that, that was the best part and, of him. And that was the best part. And so he brought on certain members. He called them the cabinet. This was right after he pulled that, that promo right. where he became the wrestling god. So maybe it was a little bit before John Cena's rise. His, his oh, ascendance. this was this was way before. Remember, JBL had like an eight-month reign as right. WWE and champion. And I think that this was during his um, rivalry with The Undertaker, if I'm yes. not mistaken. Because, interestingly enough, too, he was also a part of the Dark Order as Bradshaw. So the right. roles were kind of reversed. Well, not, not, not the Dark Order. He was part of the Ministry right, of Darkness. The Ministry of Darkness. Um, so you know what I meant—the Attitude Era version of the Dark Order. <laughs> right. Yeah, he was. Um, he he was a member of the Acolytes. Right. Um, where they had like the symbols painted, and we we you actually covered their symbolism and stuff right. in a previous Bible study. But what I find interesting is then the roles kind of reverse, where Bradshaw now is the leader of his own little group, and this was during his rivalry with the Undertaker. Um, and so going towards, I guess, the latter half of his reign, um, I really do want to talk about how John Bradshaw Layfield helped John Cena's ascendancy into, into that main event status. John Cena lost the United States Championship first off to Orlando Jordan, right? Which really helped Orlando Jordan's career, right? But JBL was heavily influenced in right. that rivalry, and 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 so John John Layfield and John Cena had a rivalry for you know not the majority, but at least half of that half of JBL's reign, right? And so. Looking at looking at John Bradshaw Layfield as a wrestling god, persona wise, you can kind of see some aspects of it. It was it was kind of cult. It was it was like it, it was it, it was kind of kind of cult uh, kind of culty really it because did. he's like um, you come here to worship me and like right. he did a lot of that symbolism, but also keep in mind he knew that was ultimate heel heat right. because the implication of worship of a god and all of this is very different in America. Right. Than it is in Japan, right? And and really, but I also want to look at the legacy they left behind. Without John Layfield's rivalry with John Cena, without a lot of people, it 
it wouldn't have helped John Cena, I don't think, become the no, hero that he was. Not at all. John Layfield had to be the ultimate heel in order for people to give. Because remember, at this time too, John Cena wasn't exactly the baby face that right. people were were now associate with John Cena. He was still kind of he was still kind of in that transition. Right. Because he was a heel for a long time. Even as United States champion for a while, he was he was a heelish figure. Right. And and sometimes um, sometimes he went took heel a little too far. Right. Um let's talk about Germany. Yeah. Um so yeah, look, we can talk about Germany. I think everyone knows what happened in Germany during that house show. Right. <laughs> but um but Really, John Layfield had to be the ultimate heel in order for John Cena to be seen. They, as, they, as they the did, they face. right. They did it so beautifully, yeah. and I think that's why John Cena was that magnet of merchandise and of coolness and of everything. Right. Because I, I really do give a lot of credit. I mean, John Cena deserves a lot of the credit, but, but, but it's who he was facing it as was well, who, right? And and I believe that if he wasn't facing John Layfield during that rivalry, and if, if John Layfield wasn't holding that championship, we John Cena wouldn't have been John as big. John Cena would not have been as big as quickly. You right? Know, he might have ascended it a little bit slower, but he really needs to be that as quickly as possible. Right? Because JBL had this title for like eight right. or nine months, and, and this was a big right. win. And and like I said, I think that this is going to be a mini series because there are a lot of there are a lot of title reigns um, you know for the world champion I'm going to talk about the world champion because really mid-card titles are, are seen a little bit differently but I'm talking like world title um, world title holders who had they they were they were reigns that were kind of on the back burner right but you look at the characters behind them and you see a lot and if you look at the context of it, you can see that other stars would not have been as elevated if not for the reigns of others. Right. So I'm going to explore that for the next couple of weeks. Okay. And um, that's fine. You know, you just let me know what your thoughts are on it. I mean, I think that without John Layfield's heel tactics, I don't think that John Cena's rise would not would have been as right. as. Significant. So, do you have any now, thoughts to give to this? So, here's my thing about um, JBL calling himself the wrestling god. Number one, it was great heel yeah. heat. Um, the cabinet being kind of, I mean, the, I love the cabinet too. I yeah. just liked all of it. But it was it was kind of cheap heel heat, but it's the kind of heel heat that you almost kind of expect. Right. Well, from he's John like, Layfield well, well, it time. was it was interesting because this was a a lot of people still even viewed him, even though he was from New York, right. a conservative Texan. Right. So, calling yourself a god really puts you on a different level because despite him being from there, everybody for the last 10 years knew that he was knew, from knew, Texas. Right, knew John Layfield as the brawler boy from Texas. Right, and then, you know, with his stuff with Fox and stuff like that, this is all a lot of very conservative ideals. So right. you, you got this aura of a conservative right. businessman, but chicken shit heel that really right. had an inflated ego. And, I love, personally, yeah. this is my personal take. Because this is when I was right. growing up watching wrestling, I loved JBL. Yeah, um, I thought that he was just the best heel, and I always watched SmackDown. Really, a lot of it was SmackDown Six, you know. Yeah. But really, I loved this stuff with JBL. Yeah. I thought he was a good promo. Um, he got great heat. Yeah. Like he was a heat magnet. People were not quiet with this guy. No, they were never quiet with him. And I thought, I thought, <laughs> like the brawling aspect along with that business acumen was a very good mix. But not a lot of people really appreciate John. Right. And like I and, said, and, and really, he he wrestled the perfect amount of time to not expose him so much either. He only wrestled pay per views with really good people. He right. didn't wrestle on television, but you still hated him. Right. And. Uh, like, like I said, looking back at it, when I think that design of the WWE champion, there is a part of me that thinks JBL. Uh, yeah, JBL. That that 2002 to 2005 WWE championship, yeah. right? Yeah. No, there definitely is that that piece that I associate JBL with a lot of that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, and obviously with the thing with John Cena's right. rise, I gotta put JBL as a great catalyst to really strap the rocket ship on Cena right. and put him into another stratosphere. So with I that. guess I guess, you know, in a way, do you think that JBL was right in his self assessment in, in some measure of being a wrestling god? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, like I think I, said, I think, I think, I think maybe 
contextually, I think that he can make a case for his his significance, his right, his well earned. You know, very, very, uh, very much like a because people look back at it a lot more fondly. Yeah. And even now, if you want to look at it with um calling somebody a god in the context of a hero, right? Yes. But remember where he was, and then there was like there was just that cultural right. difference. Right. It was heel heat, and that's why he right. called himself the wrestling god. Right. But I think in a way, he really did a lot to contribute to the career of of, of a very significant, uh, very significant person that right. the WWE would not have been the same without. So absolutely, you got to give him credit within that context. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So when um, I'm, I'm sure you're done. Oh yeah, I'm pretty much done. Okay. <laughs> so um, when we come back, we're gonna do wrestling lesson with Tiger Height, and with our topic, we're gonna talk about the history of the road to WrestleMania. Excellent. And we are back. So, with Royal Rumble around the corner, and obviously we're going to talk about Royal Rumble next week, right. I want to talk about uh, the road to WrestleMania. 
So the road to WrestleMania is a period between generally, this is generally, mm -hmm. the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Right. Um, usually it's with the Royal Rumble winner going to WrestleMania, and they coined road to WrestleMania. The first indicator of this path, usually it's a babyface for a title match at WrestleMania. Right. The first indicator of this was the 1990 Royal Rumble with Hulk Hogan, who was the WWF champion who won that Rumble, and the Ultimate Warrior. Mm -hmm. They had a confrontation that time because McMahon wanted to see how this would work. Two big baby faces, right. two champions. Let's see what happens. The roof blew off of the place. Mm -hmm. It was so, there was so much electricity. McMahon is like, we're doing WrestleMania. Right. Like, this has to happen. There's nobody else who can face Hogan at this point. So that's really when they coined the road to WrestleMania. Right. Um, the. The, the amount where the that road goes varies dramatically. Right. Um, really, they put a lot of emphasis on this road um, around the 1990s, especially the late one, because of Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm -hmm. um, especially going up against corporate, um, corporate champion Rock and getting his hands on McMahon for the most part because McMahon did not want Stone Cold to have the title at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. So really... Him overcoming those odds was his road to WrestleMania. And usually that was like a year span. Right. And as once again, here's WWE doing booking correctly and thinking five steps ahead of time. <laughs> Obviously not now, but keep in mind this was fucking 30 years ago. Right. Or actually now 40 years ago. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Um, not 30. There are, there, there are people who start their road to WrestleMania a lot later. So at this time, we're, so we're going to go up to WrestleMania 20. Mm -hmm. McMahon had the idea around um, No Way Out right. of having Brock Lesnar and Goldberg for a dream match. Because right. he, this is what he called it. He called it a dream match. Now, obviously, their road to WrestleMania started at No Way Out, but Eddie Guerrero's also did. They were going to put the title on Eddie Guerrero, but they were going to do it later. Right. They were not going to do it at No Way Out in 2004. And just think of how crazy that whole thing was with Eddie Guerrero and his right. title reign. We wouldn't have gotten Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle for the WWE champion right. at that year's WrestleMania. So, you know, it really does vary. And there were big moments here. Um another one that happened at No Way Out was a debut. Mm -hmm. And this was um, the NWO. Right. Because they made their appearance back in 2003's WrestleMania. Yeah. And that started three or at least two different um, road to WrestleManias. Right. Um, Scott Hall and Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 18. Right. But also Hulk Hogan versus The Rock right. at WrestleMania 18. So, like, sometimes it starts at the previous year's WrestleMania. And right. And it builds up all John the John Cena, John Cena and The Rock. Yep. Um, with their match, they started that rivalry. They confirmed that match the night after, um, I think, was it WrestleMania 26? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. And really... They confirmed the match, and right. John Cena went through his regular thing until The Rock came back to continue the program. Right. But Cena's, and then um, the the with that one where Cena lost, he kept losing. He's like, right. even though it was not um, explicitly said, right. this was due to the loss at WrestleMania. Cena kept losing. He lost the WWE Champion. He lost to John Laurinaitis. He lost to a bunch of people. Right. And finally, like halfway through the year, I think like in August, he finally said, I know what I have to do to get out of this slump because right. he kept losing is I have to face The Rock again. Right. Um, another contextual one is uh, one that was not for any title was Shawn Michaels. Um, they had Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. Right. Um, one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. This was this generation's right. um, Macho Man Ricky Steamboat. Right. So with that, Shawn Michaels, even like with the Slammies, he's like, you know what? Because he they won match of the year. Right. He's like, I want one more opportunity to face you. Undertaker said no. Right. Until Michael screwed Undertaker out of 
That, that was a road to WrestleMania match. Now, not every single match at WrestleMania has to have a road to that goal. Right. These are only usually marquee matches, usually for a title or a big match. Right. Or it could happen on accident with the same thing like Eddie Guerrero. Right. Um, Chris Benoit is another great example. Um, his, his was a very traditional road to WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but... Um, Mr. McMahon wanted Shawn Michaels Triple H again at WrestleMania. Right. But Benoit was so popular, they had to give him that chance. Right. And he was still so popular that he had to win the world title. Yes, he did. And he did win that one. A great moment. Um, you know, the road to WrestleMania is such a great um, you know, track to new main eventers as well. Right. Um Drew McIntyre, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I'm pretty sure AJ Styles at some point or another will at least have right. a, a Royal Rumble win. But then there are those roads that WWE did not plan. Right. I'm, the big one that I'm thinking of is Daniel Bryan. Right. That is a long-term one that was dictated by the fans. Right. The They couldn't – it got so loud they right. couldn't ignore it. Right. And, you know, John Cena had a bunch of roads as well, him and Batista, from an injury. Right. Because, you know, um, the power bomb that broke John Cena's neck was a catalyst to the Batista-John Cena right. match, not just for that title, but for the injury. Right. So, um, you know, I guess now that we're kind of getting up here to the uh, to the final minutes or so of the segment... When you're looking at your road to WrestleMania, do you see a lot of matches that are just are they're just dying to happen immediately, or did your road to WrestleMania for some of these rivalries start, or are they even occurring right now? What, I think what are- I think there are some that definitely are. Um, I did see in the news that we didn't discuss that they don't have a main event match at WrestleMania. That's why they haven't really talked about it. But WWE is very good about saying we're not talking about WrestleMania unless it's like a huge marquee match like your um, Undertaker Michaels or John Cena, The Rock, um, until the Royal Rumble happens because then we have a clearer picture. And I think that's why the road to WrestleMania always starts at the Royal Rumble because usually people say... We know, we we get to know right. now WrestleMania matches. So so when we look at your roads WrestleMania, because that's what we're going to be discussing in the next few segments. Yes. Um. Do you have? Will we will we be seeing some matches that um we might have already uh, discussed? Like okay, this is definitely going to happen in WrestleMania. Um. um quite or, possibly. I okay. think I think there are some WrestleMania matches in my right. fantasy booking that you may not think of. Right. And I think they're great. But yeah. um So uh as we go through, who's gonna do their who's gonna do it first and who's gonna do it last? You will do yours first. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. So alright, so when we come back, Pina Gallery will go through his fantasy booking of the road to WrestleMania. We are back. Pina Gallery, uh, what is your fantasy booking for the Road to WrestleMania? Okay, great. So I have a a number. So what I I divided it up into two nights. So night one matches and night two matches. I didn't put a lot of notes into into this, but um, here's what I'm really predicating a lot of this on. The first thing is that this is going to be the first event in a year, over a year, where fans are allowed in. So I think they're going to do a lot of these, like, really good... They're going to be building up some really good quality matches. So a lot of my matches also have already... I've already sown those seeds that we're kind of looking at. So... My first, well, I, I don't have them in, like, match order, but the first idea I had for night one was uh, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander versus Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. The reason I chose this match is because the New Day is still very popular. They're going to a huge pop out of that crowd. And so um, I think that this rivalry is, is just going to continue in, in that direction. And it just seems like it's 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 sowing the seeds for WrestleMania because Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, they're white hot right now. I mean, they're, they're just getting better and better and better every time. Right. And Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, of course, always popular. So that's one of my matches for night number one. 
Uh, the other match I have is Big E is going to be in a a, uh, a five-man, I guess, ladder match for the Intercontinental Champion. The reason I have this one is because... You have Cesaro twice, by the way. Oh, well, I had uh, Big E, Cesaro, Aleister Black, King Corbin, and I had, I had <laughs> Cesaro. <somebody> else, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> the, the point being is that you know you have Aleister Black returning soon. You right, King, King, yeah, King Corbin winning matches right, right now. Winning matches right and Cesaro now. doing the same. Um, yep, Cesaro's winning matches. Apollo Cruz is winning matches. Big E, of course, is really popular right now. Mm-hmm. So I think that all of them at some point in time are just kind of destined for that collision course. And I think that WrestleMania usually features a big ladder match. I think this would be the perfect big ladder match to have. You know, they always have those. They have at least one of those like multi-man matches or multi-women's matches. Right. And to me, that just seems like the most natural place for it. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, the other one that I have is Mustafa Ali versus MVP. Now, that one was interesting to me. Um, why Why two heel leaders of factions? Well, again. Well, they, they've had their problems. Again, I, they, they've had their problems in the past. I think it's going to boil over. I, I think that this match will be really good for Mustafa Ali should they book him to win. Right. Um, MVP is a great veteran and and, you know, I think that I think that Mustafa Ali needs it because Retribution needs it. Right. Retribution needs that big win. So I think that a Mustafa Ali versus MVP match would be appropriate for WrestleMania because that gives them time to kind of build up that quality. And Mustafa Ali's or you know, Mustafa Ali's becoming more and more frustrated with the losses. MVP is just more and more confident with the wins. So I think that a collision course between the two leaders is just an inevitable inevitability okay uh need i say more about this lacey evans versus charlotte right Blair. with players um, you know i think that this is going to last to wrestlemania because it's going to give lacey evans a great boost and right. charlotte flair what more does she need to do i mean right. what does she need to prove at this point right <laughs> exactly so i think a great a great place for charlotte a legend like charlotte would be in these high profile non-title matches right i've seen enough charlotte flair title matches i don't need to see any <laughs> you, you won't you won't like my fucking card then <laughs> um the next match i had here was becky lynch versus sasha banks for the smackdown women's champion i think becky lynch is going to come back at the rumble and win it <laughs> The same one, but I think my and, my, my result's different. <laughs> and um, I think that Sasha Banks has pretty much run over everyone in this division. I think Becky Lynch would be a great person to put in there. Also, I do think that Becky Lynch is going to be moving into into the SmackDown division just because they need it more than Raw. Well, also also because uh, her uh, the father of her child is on the same roster, right. so that just makes sense to me to move have have Becky Lynch come back. Have her win the Rumble. That's a great excuse for her to switch brands at that right. point. Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. I've seen what Sami Zayn is doing. And I'm, I'm almost certain that Kevin Owens is going to be on a collision course with Sami Zayn at some point. The reason I put this match in here, I know that we've seen this before, but Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens matches have always been good. Right. And again, it's been, it's also been a really long time since we've seen right. one. And, you know, with Sami Zayn doing his chicken shit heel, I mean, this just seems like the antithesis of what Kevin Owens believes in. Right. You know what I mean? And again, it's a, it's going to be a great match. So the crowd is going to be in right. on it. Um, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. It's one of those dream matches. Um, I just, and obviously Lashley has expressed interest in doing yes. it. They're two big so, guys that we just haven't seen. Right. And so if Brock Lesnar decides to go through with it, I think it would just be a great match. And Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar is out of the title picture for this. So that's right. great. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, for the main events, I have Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. What is, a, what, is with, what is with your boner with Jinder Mahal, honestly? Well, <laughs> I, I think that this rivalry is actually going to start here with the, uh, with the event in, um, with their Superstar Showcase or whatever the case is. The Superstar Spectacle, yeah. whatever? Okay. Yeah. And the reason I have Jinder Mahal possibly to win this match is because WWE is going to India very soon. They're going right. to start this NXT India brand, and um, they might want a little more publicity. Maybe. Um, but anyways, that might I hurt. also think that this is a match that we've waited a long time for because that, that rivalry was starting, right. and then Jinder got injured again. Right. So I think it's just appropriate to have that as the, the main event for it. Um, you know, and, and Drew McIntyre has gone through everybody else. So, right. I mean, what, who hasn't he gone through in such a high profile match? Right. I just think naturally we just go to Jinder Mahal. Right. Um, so that's what I have for night one. 
Moving forward to night two, Lana versus Nia Jax. Need I say more? Right. This is a rival. This is what we have wanted to see, and I think that ending it at WrestleMania would be so appropriate. Right. No, definitely. <laughs> no, I understand that. Yeah. Um, so moving on, we have Ember Moon and Shasi Blackheart versus Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan have established themselves pretty much as one of the top heels, heel women's tag teams in... Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan? Yeah, the Riot Squad. They're heels? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm I, I'm pretty sure that they're they're establishing self that way. Double check on that because I'm confused. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm not I'm not saying that it's a bad match. Right. It's gonna be a good match, but I'm, I I I almost went cross-eyed there. I'm like I'm pretty sure they're still like pseudo baby faces. They're they're not really though. If you if you if you saw if you've seen them on the SmackDown in previous weeks, they're kinda going that bully route again. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because with um uh what's her name? Uh Billy Kay. Yep. And so that's kind of been going on. Um I think that at some point in time Ruby Ryan Liv Morgan might win the women's tag team champion. Oh eventually they away will away from away from Oscar and, and, Charlotte. and Charlotte. Especially because Oscar and Charlotte are both gonna have kind of enemies at that point, so they might right. get screwed. Right. Um Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, I know that I said keep NXT people to minimum, but I think that they're gonna be the winners of Oh the I have I have I have a couple of NXT people going yeah. in my show. It's um, it's inevitability. Right. And and I think that they're gonna win the women's Dusty Road tag team classic. And okay. I just think having them be in the match at WrestleMania for the women's tag team champions, I think that they're gonna win that. Is match. it is it Ember Moon and Shotzi? Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, I think they're going to have that win because I think that they're going to try and get the women's tag team champions over to NXT as well and kind of do it between all three brands. Just kind of confirm that right. whole deal because they had they they have they've, they've only really... had they've only had like a handful of matches for this belt and it's like come on you guys yeah. actually have like an established they, women's division right. tag team and and that's kind of my thought in this is to get the champions over to and it would look really good for the uh, women's. Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic to have that match at WrestleMania. I just think it'd be appropriate to do so. All right. The next match I have here is Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler versus Dominic Mysterio and Murphy. And okay. I think that they're going to continue to kind of build up that tag team. Yeah, where the, fuck is, where the fuck has been Murphy the last couple of freaking weeks? See, I have not seen him on television right. in a while. You've seen, you've seen Dominic a little bit, but not yeah, he was he was, in a, he was in a match with um, King Corbin last week, and yeah. he lost. I, I think I think that they're going to kind of establish that team, though, because a lot of people are interested in that team being established. Right. Um, especially under the tutelage of someone like Rey Mysterio, but I don't think it's going to be Dominic and Rey Mysterio. I think it's going to be Dominic and Murphy just because of that whole... Uh, a younger person, right. and Rey Mysterio might be kind of phasing himself into maybe right. more of a managerial role. Right, and so that's kind of why I had that one. Not a lot of thought going into it, but... You it's know, there. I think that it's there. Seth Rollins versus Sheamus. This one is freaking weird to me. Okay, so remember at the remember who eliminated Seth Rollins at uh, Survivor Series. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. And I think it's going to be a good interpromotional match as well. Um, and it's going to leave Seth Rollins and Sheamus out of the title picture, but at the same time putting them in a match. And I think it'd be kind right. of a, I think it'd be more of like a retribution sort of thing almost. Okay. Like um, Seth Rollins comes back then and Right. It might be one of those cases where Sheamus is in the rumble and Seth Rollins eliminates or, or you know, like pulls him out of the match and right. eliminates him or, or whatever the case may be. They always have one of those matches, you know what I mean by that? Right, absolutely. You know, where where it's like, Oh, this person isn't even involved but now he's eliminated. Right. Sort of thing. They that tends to be a WrestleMania or at least a Royal Rumble sort of of thing. Right. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Alexa Bliss versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Tag Team, for the Raw Women's Champion. Yep. Um, I just think that her being the hottest face of right the company, now, right. right. Um, and then Alexa just, Bliss now having like a um, The Fiend persona right. along with it, which I think really needed to happen. Yes, it did. Um, no, I mean, I, I get it. I thought about yep. it, but I have a different match. Um, the Miz versus John Morrison for the Money in the Bank contract. I like that one a lot. Um, that one, you know, the Miz and John. Because they, they've been fighting about it. They've been it. fighting about it for a long time. I think it's just going to culminate at Money in the Bank. I or don't know WrestleMania, you mean. Uh, yeah, uh, at WrestleMania. I don't know who's going to win the match, but I know the person that is going to win the match is going to switch brands. Okay. Um, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. 
I just see that coming back. I don't know what persona Bray Wyatt's going to be in. Okay. But they're kind of building up for that rematch at Wrest I think is gonna happen at WrestleMania because Bray Wyatt's known for those slow builds. Right. Randy Orton, of course, is is I think I almost think that he's kind of like on that trajectory towards retirement anyway. So right. I don't know anymore. That's why. That's why he's not in my WrestleMania. I have literally a no match for him. Right. <laughs> um, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Champion. I think that Daniel Bryan is going to win. Well, obviously, uh, right here you said I don't know who the winner is, but then you said the Miz is cashing in. Right, the Miz or John Morrison can okay. cash in. I think at the end of the day. If, you think if, you think a WrestleMania, you think a cash in is going to end WrestleMania like it did with Rollins? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, and what I think is going to happen is the reason I think there's going to be a cash in is because they're they're going to try and do what they did again. It's going to not be a triple threat, but it's kind of like that Rollins thing where Rollins pins the weaker guy so that the stronger guy looks still looks good. Right. So in this case, either the Miz or John Morrison would cash in again and then pin Daniel Bryan. I see. Start that program. Roman Reigns still looks good because he wasn't pinned. Right. And then he will do that one and down the line. that means that either the Miz or John Morrison whoever wins that is going to cash in and switch brands, which splits the team, which is fine. Right. So that is my fantasy WrestleMania booking. Let me know what your thoughts are. When we come back, we're going to do Tiger Heights Road to WrestleMania. Yes. So we are back, and let's do mine, because number one, mine is just far superior, and number oh, two, <laughs> so we're going to start off with the first match, Randy Orton versus Tommaso Ciampa. See, and you have Randy Orton in your wrestling Oh, I do. Okay, I didn't think I did. So why it said this, because people want this match. These two are very similar in gimmicks. Um, they've had their they've had their spouts, and I think this would start with a program at TakeOver where... Champ is talking a bunch of trash online. Randy Orton does not respond to it whatsoever. Get that, get that social media clout. Right. Randy Orton hits RKO out of nowhere on Champa at a takeover uh -huh. where Champa wins. We kick that off right there. Nice. Lash at this point, Bobby Lashley will not have the United States champion. I have Riddle versus Ricochet for the United States champion. Okay. Because I have Ricochet joining Retribution. Oh. And this is the match because Ricochet and um, Ricochet and Riddle had a tag team match or whatever. And Ricochet betrays him, right. takes like lays down for the pin, and joins Retribution. Okay. And then they have their match for the United States Champion at WrestleMania. Okay. Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. Okay. It's a match we haven't seen yet. And I think with Rollins coming back, it would be a great program to start, even at the Royal Rumble. Um, either one or the other eliminates each other. It would be a wonderful right. thing. Even if so it's, this is this is your rest this is your Royal Rumble betrayal match. Right. This is my Royal Rumble. Oh, AJ Styles eliminates like, Rollins or vice very, versa. Very much akin to my Rollins right. and uh, my Rollins and Sheamus match. Right. This is your SmackDown Raw. This next one is based out of not only respect, but the women's Royal Rumble. I have Bianca Belair versus Beth Phoenix. Okay. Phoenix and can still compete. Uh -huh. um, she is still signed with the company, and this would be a great one to start at, um, you know, at the Royal Rumble. Okay. Let's build this up nice with Bianca Belair and Beth Phoenix. And like I said, it's all respect. Right. Um, I have Big E versus Cesaro for the Intercontinental Champion, just because Cesaro is on this roll. I think this would be a great one-on-one, -on -one, especially both of them at the top of their games right now. Right. It would be a great match. Now, this one is interesting. Becky Lynch wins the Royal Rumble, okay. but it's a three-way, everybody eliminates each other situation with right. Charlotte Flair and Bayley as well. Okay. Sasha Banks is champion. We have a four-way. Sasha Banks, Bayley, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. Okay. We have our this NXT Women's Championship match from a couple of years right. ago for the SmackDown Women's Belt. All of them are at the top of their game. You know it would be a killer match. Yeah. And finally, Daniel Bryan beats Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble for the Universal Champion. Okay. I have Shinsuke Nakamura to win the Royal Rumble. Okay. And then they have a match at WrestleMania. Dream match. Right. Both of them are there. I don't know how long Daniel Bryan is going to be there. If they want to strike when the iron is hot, this is it right, right here. For the Universal Champion, that's a closeout night one for me. And I think that's a okay. sweet card. Number Night number two. This one is weird. 
Asuka, Io Shirai, and Kyrie Sane for the Raw Women's Champion. Okay. Um, Kyrie Sane and Asuka, or Kyrie Sane, or I'm sorry, Io Shirai is, is somehow involved in some kind of match, or as she's in the Women's Rumble, right. making her intentions clear that she wants to face Asuka at WrestleMania. Okay. You know, out of respect or whatever, they are buddy buddies, but then tension starts building. Asuka goes heel again. Kyrie Sane comes back and tries to be peacekeeper between them over the next couple of weeks on Raw and on NXT. So you get double exposure. And then it's like, okay, um, but then Io Shirai or Asuka, whoever turns heel, attacks Kyrie. They all have a fight. Triple threat, women's champion. Boom. Okay. Next one. I have th- this one is weird because it is Kevin Owens versus Adam Pierce. Okay. Kevin Owens. Keeps losing and losing. He goes crazy, turns heel. He turns heel on Adam Pierce. They book this match earlier on, so Adam Pierce has the opportunity to go through the tests and do all of that. They can book this nice, and I think this would be a really good match with Kevin Owens turning heel. This one is something that we wanted. We wanted this match, but they didn't because they're idiots. This is something that I even saw at SummerSlam. Finn Balor. The Demon Finn Balor versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt for the NXT Champion. Okay. Attacks Balor at TakeOver. Right. Continue to play those mind games, even with Alexa Bliss involved. And Balor's like, you know what? I haven't done this character in a while. Let's do it. Demon at WrestleMania. Okay. That would be big. Shayna Baszler wins. Oh, wait. I have two Raw Women's Champions. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I might be an idiot. I d- d- don't know why. So, um, Asuka, Io Shirai, and Kairi Sane is not the Raw Women's Champion match. It's Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. Are you sure about that? I'd rather see the Asuka, Io Shirai, Kairi oh, really? Sane. Yeah. Okay. I, so- think, I, think, I think Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey just kind of writes itself. Okay. <laughs> All right. Th- th- this one will not be for the belt because then I don't have to switch the title to make it happen. Right. Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey. And I would have um, uh, Yesman Duke and Marina Schaefer involved in this rivalry as well. Right. Right. Um, Just because these two are the biggest ones. These two improved the most. They have the best character work. And come on, this would be a great one for Rousey to come back in. Um, With mine, same thing. I have Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. I just have it for night two. With Roman Reigns losing the Universal Champion at the Royal Rumble, he goes crazy he becomes the mad tribal chief he attacks all the family members in the most brutal of ways he trashes the family and he's like i'm the best of this rock comes back because the rock would be would have been like other than roman reigns one of the top guys in that family right. trying to play some kind of peacekeeper roman reigns attacks him we have that match for wrestlemania great match next one now, this one needs a lot of context. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre goes full heel. He starts trash-talking everybody. How in the hell does that happen? I, I'm just going to say it. Because they, they were going to do that with Goldberg anyway, so they might are. as well do it now. Um, he says, I can beat you, I can beat you, I can beat you, and he points at Samoa Joe. And he continues to trash him to a point where at fast lane. Drew McIntyre attacks Samoa Joe fully and beats him up. Mm-hmm. Like, full-fledged attack, one of the most brutal things ever because McIntyre is, like, on this crazy train. Right. You get the Samoa Joe return versus Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. Okay, fair enough. So, um, and that, that was really mine. I thought I was going to have a lot more to say about each one, but I was like, you know, man, this, this would be a WrestleMania I would pay 50 fucking bucks for. I don't know about you. Anyways, next week we have the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. So I'm going to do the history of the Royal Rumble. Peanut Gallery is going to do something. Um, we're going to have news. It's all going to be all fun and games, and you can yes. all... Are we also going to cover the India events? Possibly. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, there I'm isn't, thinking there isn't a takeover before the Rumble. I don't believe. Right. So we might we might do it just so we can fill out some time. Right. Um, and also it's like the first one of a show, so it might feel differently. So it, it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. We'll let you know. Yeah, we'll let you know. But follow us on social media. Um, I have different personas, so go ahead and follow me. It's at Tiger Height on every single one. It's right. all the same. Ti- at Tiger Height. Right. He's at different personas because he's weird now. 
Uh, and also uh, subscribe to our channels and also b donate to our Patreon. Yes, and become a yes, be a patron. You can watch the show with us, and it's all it's fun, all and, fun games. and games. We all read a chapter of the Bible. We all go to bed at eight thirty. So. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say that, it is a lie. When I say that everything I said is a lie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. Anyway, um, I hope you guys enjoy the show, and as always, be majestic. majestic.